If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. As always, we're going to eat some Asian snacks and have some good Middle-Aged Man Talk. Richard, what are we snacking on tonight? Tonight we have more expired discount horseshit Brendan found at the Asian grocery store. Literally, this is actual edible horseshit from Asia. Can we tell if it's Chinese or Japanese horseshit? Is there an English label on the horseshit? Okay, let's move it on, showing <laughs> this show the road. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible joke about ourselves. We're, we're not actually eating horseshit. We should just make that clear. We don't want anyone else to think that horseshit is an actual Asian food product. Because there'll be someone on the internet that will actually eat horseshit. Disclaimer. You can use it to cook with. How do you cook? Oh, you can, like, actually, it's the fuel. You, you dry it and you light it on fire, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they, and I've seen dung smoked things. But that's, like, outback Australia where it's hot. Yeah, I think, it was, I, th- I think it was dung smoked malt for a beer. We're starting with a... Talami. It's a Japanese yogurty no, it's, cup it's coconut coconut so that. it's 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 coconut with coconut jelly cubes well it's konjac jelly konjac but there's pineapple and coconut as well but it's konjac the konjac is that really fibrous one they make noodles out of okay. it's like the low calorie noodles because they just pass through you you don't actually digest them so we're eating <laughs> so you're saying this is just going to pass right through us it's a coconut pine yeah pineapple and coconut is what i got mine yeah, you get the same thing. Yeah, pineapple and coconut. Yeah, but the lo- is this open? Oh, it's open. <laughs> yes, it is open. It's the top of it is looks like a sheet of plastic. It's very shiny. Let's see if this is any good. So it okay. looks it looks almost yogurty on top with, and then it's got uh, chunks of konjac jelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're spilling. And so you get ants, Richard, in a wood shop. <laughs> I got worse than ants in here. Yeah, worse than ants. I, I had a weasel. I have a large Irishman who won't leave and keeps recording podcasts. I had a weasel in here in the winter. A weasel? In, in the walls. It took care of all the rats. I had Norwegian roof, roof rats. Why are they Norwegian? Are they from Norway? Yes. Oh, okay. So so you had out in your workshop, which and it's a two-story workshop, I should explain. There's an upstairs part. It's not, like, finished or anything. So you had Norwegian roof rats through it. And in the walls, and then you had a weasel who came in and ate all the rats. Yes. And how the weasel just it went in the spring. Yep. That's actually fairly useful. I could see the it behind the because pl- I, I have the plastic up on the walls, but I don't have any drywall. The vapor barrier. The vapor barrier. I could see it crawling through the insulation, the vapor barrier. The weasel. Yes, and the rats. So you can see rats crawling through the insulated wall, and there is a wood stove there to keep it warm. And of course, you, build, mm-hmm. you burn all the wood scraps from a wood shop, like you do. So you can see rats crawling through the walls, and you can see a weasel going after them. Mm-hmm. In the early days of the internet, some joker got hold of the PETA website, like the PETA, PETA URL, before PETA registered it. Oh, my. Their website, the website PETA.com, yeah. for a period of at least a year, was people eating tasty animals. <laughs> and it listed all the tasty animals that people could eat. Do you eat pork? Yes. Do you eat ham? Yes. Do you eat bacon? That's all the same animal. Yeah, some magical animal. <laughs> that's a homer simpson or the lisa the vegetarian i think yeah mr mcclure i have this crazy friend that says eating meat is crazy are they crazy no just ignorant billy <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this, cool. this is really good actually yeah as far as my one dollar purchases go this what do we call it a yo- yogurt 
jelly cup? It's not really yogurt because I don't see any milk in it, but it's a coconut milk jelly. Coconut yogurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the pineapple flavor is quite nice. Pineapple juice. Yeah, no, it's very, very good. I thought I wouldn't like this. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's going to be weird. It uh, it's good. really nice. I like the texture. They were the last two on the uh, the dollar rack. No, that's definitely a buy again. Yeah. Especially for a dollar. I'd pay $2 for that. Product of Japan. They have high food standards. So you know it's coming yeah. from Japan. It's good. Well, it's good quality. So the next thing we're getting have is a pack of... Chinese buns. Chinese buns, but it looks... It's in like a... Almost looks like a chip bag type. Yeah, it's a big green uh, bag. Well, And there's these... They almost look like a French... Like, not, not a, like it's a circle shape, like a cinnamon bun. There's no, no icing or anything, but it's almost like a French layered pastry or a phyllo pastry wrapped up bun. They're Chinese. It's, again, we've had this brand before, the Best Store brand, B-E-S-T-O-R-E. They were a dollar for this pretty big bag, actually. 330 grams. The owner of the Asian grocery store I go to, she knows me very well by this point. And she's like, oh, Brendan, you got to try these. I'm like, all right, throw them in for a dollar. How can you go wrong with a dollar? Yeah, you should see if you can get her as a sponsor. I should. Well, actually, we could probably do a show at her restaurant downtown. Okay, so they're individually packaged inside. Another now, now What? They're... Asian food? Individually packaged? And they almost look like muffinish, squished muffins, or they look like a muffin. They're definitely cooked in some kind of like shallow muffin type pan. Yeah, they look like a muffin hot hamburger bun hybrid. I'm not bad. So they're like a muffin hamburger bun cinnamon roll minus a cinnamon hybrid. I can't believe you only became a food critic at this point in your life with talent like that, Richard. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a bun. It has that my kind des- of my descriptive skills even astonish me. That's right. Your descriptive genius mm-hmm. knows no bounds. I thought this would be better than it is. It's not bad. It's just basically a plain bun. It was pre-made, factory-made. Is a kind of regular, a little bit of that Asian bready kind of flavor you get from those Asian yeah. breads. Yeah, I'd say it's 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 kind of tastes like a croissant, but more but more sweet and buttery. There's some sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. These would actually be good for camping. Why do we always compare everything to camping? Why is everything? I think it's because camping is more necessity. What do I actually need? So if it's good for camping. It's probably good for everyday life, too. No, there's a lot of stuff I eat on camping that I wouldn't eat in day-to-day life. Well, because it's a convenience food. Like powdered milk. Yeah, we take powdered milk and we don't, don't use that. It's either convenience or it's the way it's packaged or processed. But for snacks, for the convenience of a good snack yeah. you like, if it's a good snack in the woods, it's probably a good snack at home. So, But these actually might be actually properly good for camping. They keep fresh. You can buy them in advance when they're on sale. And the way they're doubled packaged would probably prevent them from getting squished as badly because these are fairly highly inflated. Yeah, the actual bags are kind of pressure inflated and the main big bag runs inflated. So you can take out a couple of these and then carry them back out. It is garbage to carry out from camping, but not that much. That's actually, this is actually kind of a neat find. Do you want to keep those for you and the and the kids? Sure, well, I think they'll, I think the kids will eat these. I think they could be a buy again. I probably wouldn't buy them again because I prefer sourdough for buns. Yeah, I'm not a... Not a big bun fan. They're okay. a bit too sweet for me. As a breakfast bun, yeah, I could see. Like almost, it's like a quasi pastry. If that was toasted and with a nice fresh cup of coffee, that'd be great. Put peanut butter on them. Oh yeah, whatever. Peanut butter, a little bit of a uh, some sort of jam or jelly. Bit of honey, Richard, because we're beekeepers. Yes. Bit of honey. Bit of honey. Bit of honey on your buns. Oh, next we have potato chips from Hong Kong, but they're these are tomato potato chips. Tomato potato chips. Tomato potato chips. What's the brand? Calbe, C-A-L-B-E, yeah. Calbe. And they are tomato-flavored, not ketchup, but tomato-flavored potato chips. Yeah, so because we have ketchup-flavored chips in Canada. Is that an American thing, too, or just Canada? No, that's a Canadian thing. The chip, it says tomato flake. So apparently they've got tomato flakes. 
Yeah, I think that's a bad translation because it's in it's in Chinese symbols, and then below it it says tomato flake, and it points to red dots of tomato on the potato chip. Well, let's open them and see if they have flakes of tomato on them. Watch out, they're ruffled. I saw there Simpsons reference. I've also noticed that the Chinese bags, the Chinese bags in particular, tend to be harder to open. They're very heavy duty. The ones they yeah. had are really like cheap. It smells like V8. We've had V8 things from China before. Yeah. It smells like V8, but it also reminds me of something else tomatoey. Maybe it's tomato spots. Tomato soup. Like the Campbell's tomato soup. Oh, is that a Hong Kong thing? That is a Hong Kong thing. These are to these are tomato soup flavored. They're not bad. I kinda like I like ketchup chips. I like these. But no. This is like eating a cracker dipped in tomato soup. But that's that Hong Kong thing. Um my brother in law, he had some friends from Hong Kong. He was telling me about this, that they'll do up, he's been to some of the Cantonese restaurants in Toronto, there's quite a significant Cantonese population in Toronto, because the hundred years that England rented Hong Kong, because Canada is so closely connected to England, it made it much easier for people from Hong Kong to immigrate to Canada, because of that connection to the British Commonwealth. So uh, my, my brother-in-law's got a bunch of friends um, who are Cantonese people he went to school with. And he told me about how he's been to some of the best restaurants in Toronto for Cantonese food. And they make this great whatever, all this stuff cooked up, you know, Chinese food. And then they just put it into a bowl and pour tomato soup on it to make it like canned tomato soup to make it Canadian or Western. These are actually, like, we've had some chips. A lot of them have this, like, sweetness to them, all the variety of yeah. Asian chips. There's no, like, there's a sweetness to it, but it's, like, applicable to tomato. It's not too much. It's not a fake sweetness. These are actually... These are pretty good ruffle chips. Yeah, no, I've, I'd like it if they were a little saltier. That's one thing I've noticed with the... That's, a, that's our, I think, our Western palate. We like salt. Especially on chippies. Yeah. Because a lot of Asian dishes have salt in them, or like they use a lot of soy sauce in them. So I wonder if that's why they, they don't put the salt in this, because people get it from other places in their diet. Whereas the Western diet is salt on everything, sugar on everything, yeah. fat on everything. Oh, look at that. Tomato flavored with a U. Made for Canada. Well, is it actually made for Canada, or is it just made in... Uh... Hong Kong English is English English. Yes. So if you're in Hong Kong and you learned English, you probably learned from actual English people, as opposed to American, American English. Yeah. Americans. Americans. American English. You all speak American? Well, we speak English. Close enough. That was actually a Big Bird, when Big Bird Goes to China. Remember that movie in the 80s? Nope. Big Bird's in China, for some reason, and he's uh, like, do you speak American? Do you speak American? And he meets someone, and she's like, oh, I speak English. Close enough. Dear Internet, buy me a computer. <laughs> There's, was that webpage? Go fund yourself? We can go Just there. Go fund me. Go fund yourself. Go fund yourself. That's a South Park reference. I have a lot of references, don't I? Yes, you do. I think you use the term reference in about seven or eight times a show. I don't want to like appear like I'm stealing a joke. Because if you reference something, you cannot say what it is. But if it's a joke, you kind of need to reference it, unless it's really obvious. And go find yourself might not be too obvious. Am I finished rest? Sure. These are good chippies. I am pleasantly surprised. These were not discount chippies. These were regular price chippies. I like to go to Korea. You know, they have a lot of the hot spring baths like Japan, too. They have the same kind of geothermal in southern Korea. That would be a good thing to do. They're, they built their civilization on the same volcano chain. If we get enough Patreon subscribers, we will go to Asia... And we'll do shows from Asia. That'd be funny. That would be. Because we would just record it. It's a podcast. There's no video. Listen to us in Asia. We're totally in Asia. We could just go to like an... A we could just take the money and just go to an Asian restaurant. <laughs> 
Jack and Jill brand, which we get sometimes. Presto creams, chocolate sandwich cookies. These look pretty, pretty normal, don't they? Yep, they do. Mind you, we've had some other things where the the cookie part was more like a saltine cracker or. Oh, those ones were weird. Did your kids eat those? No. Did your chickens eat those? Yes. Oh, that works. The filling in those ones, the saltine crackers weren't very good. No. Oh no, these are real cookies. Yeah, these are like. Oh. They're like white Oreos. These are reverse Oreos. Because mm -hmm. a white cookie. With a chocolate filling. They're kind of thin, like a like a thin Oreo. Yeah. These are yeah, so these are basically these presto creams are reverse Oreo. This is actually good. They're cracker Oreos. Are they? Cracker Oreo. Oh my. <laughs> so what are regular Oreos? Someone will get offended. If you call a white person a cracker derogatorily, what's the equivalent word for a black person, Richard? I can't think of it. Beats me. I do enjoy people watching, as you know. I miss coffee shops with COVID. I love the two things I love that COVID took away from me going to the cinema, which I do about six times a year for like all the big Marvel or Jurassic Park. I like a big movie. I really want to see on the a big blockbusters. Screen. Yeah. Like a, a big screen movie. That's better than my, you know, screen at home and coffee shops, watching other humans. I like watching humans. And when you're in college, the other humans that are your cohorts are going to clubs. So you want to watch and see what they're doing. Um, most of them. That sounds almost creepy. I, I, I was always curious though, because I always felt like, but, but, you know, they're, they're young, good-looking. I, I want to watch. Well, they weren't good-looking, some of them. Some <laughs> no, of them were ugly. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to uh, beauty shame them. Uh, no, but it was just interesting watching people interact. Because to me, I'm from a different culture, Canadian culture, where it's very Irish, very blunt. People say what they think. Whereas here, people will not tell you if you're being an asshole. If you're doing something or saying something or asking for something that someone doesn't do, can't do, doesn't want to do, or they're not sure about it, like a business or something... They try to, like, weasel out of it or go, oh, I'm not sure I can help you. Like, no, it's fine. Go ahead. I'll pay for it. Uh, I don't think we uh, – I don't know if that would, that would work. No, it'll be great. Go ahead. Go do it. Uh, it's like, just say, oh, no, that's not a thing we do. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I'm not very good at saying no. I'm getting I, better. If I can't get cheeseburgers on my pizza, that's fine. Just say so. <laughs> just say just say, just say it's going to break the pizza oven. It's fine. It shouldn't break the pizza. That wasn't what I was talking about. It was actually, I was at a print shop before trying to get a thing laminated. That's not as funny as pizza, burgers on a pizza. Yeah. Burgers on a pizza seems like a mistake, though. That seems like an idea that's good at 1 a.m. when you've had about eight or nine beer, and you're like, I want burgers and pizza. I want burgers on a pizza. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can see doing that. Go to McDonald's. Get the, like, the bag of cheeseburgers. Go to the local pizza place. Could you just make, like, a pepperoni and cheese and put these on top? I guess... They might say no because it might catch the buns might catch fire in the pizza oven because the pizza oven is really hot. Richard, what are you doing later? We'd like to try to make a <laughs> <laughs> a cheeseburger pizza. Uh, patent pending. We thought of it first. Don't steal our idea. See, I, what I would do if I was going to do a cheeseburger pizza, it would be you know your pet you know one layer of pizza. Then you have then then you have your patties and your burger toppings, and then you have another layer of pizza on top of it. So it's a burger stuffed pizza. That exists. That's a burger calzone or panzerotti. You can know you can look. I've been to places. They have a, a cheeseburger panzerotti that exists. Fold over. There. So, so Richard just invented a cheeseburger panzerotti. Well done, Richard. I was gonna say, but that is a cheeseburger pizza. We should do that. We could. That'd be a good episode. Go panzerotti. I get mean in the kitchen. I used to be a cook. My wife doesn't like me in the kitchen. She she leaves me alone now after many years of marriage. It's like my wife chops things, and I'm like, that's not the right way. That's bad form. I'm just chopping it. Uh. Yeah, I can't say I have great form, but as we're talking about wives, I love Steph dearly, but she cuts things in the weirdest ways. She'll chop tomatoes. Wrong. 
She chops them wrong. She chops them. She'll just start chopping from any side. No, you need the right direction for what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, but no, she just grabs them. And her slices are all not even, or and they're all wonky and thicker and thinner. And she'll, she'll like, take a tomato and cut it into three slices for, like, making a tomato melt. It's like, that. it's like three quarters of an inch thick. My brother's like that. That's how he makes sandwiches. And and she complains about the knives. She's justifiably scared with about the, the one knife because it bit her after I sharpened it. She wasn't cutting something at the time. She was washing it. Yeah. But it was razor. It was like shaved shave with it sharp. And I think it went through the sponge. I think that's too sharp, Richard. It's, it's, it's too far. Like, I have nice chef knives. Cause I used to be a cook. I have nice knives. And I sharpen them. But there's a point. Like there's a but I'm bummed. But like you don't want too it's sharp. An edge. There's an edge. Too sharp. Hey, um, what are you going to talk about tonight? I don't know. You have a script, and we've not been talking about it. And... Before we end, <laughs> I would like to talk about some interesting headlines according to the internet. And by internet, I mean the first hit on Google. I know this is basically ripping off Leno's old bit from the Tonight Show, but at the same time, he also got paid millions of dollars to make jokes about some guy from Arkansas getting a blowjob at the office. If you don't know what I'm talking about. You need to Google that. So these are real newspaper headlines from around the world. Number one, Weight Watchers demonstrator shoplifts cupcakes. Okay. Number nine, stabbing disrupts class for anger management. An anger management class where one person presumably stabbed another person. Well, that would be, stabbing would be very disruptive. I'm going to admit that. Man eats underwear to beat breathalyzer. How... Uh, maybe he had, I've seen the, those odor eater underwear that, that have like uh carbon in the weave. They're supposed to, so maybe it's like. Yeah. I think anyone who has that kind of underwear is not the same kind of person who's like coming up on like a checkpoint and they start eating them. How, like, see, when I, when, I, when I read that, I thought, did he like get them off somehow or like rip them off himself? Because when you're sitting in your car wearing pants, it's hard. It's hard to get your underpants off. I'm wondering if it was more that he had odor eating underwear in his car and he or edible underwear like flavored edible underwear he's just yeah. eating a pair of, like strawberry panties okay <laughs> richard, richard knows a lot about strawberry panties he doesn't want to talk about do you it, it seems like a good idea at the time it really isn't i don't understand why you want underwear to be edible uh because it seems like a good like a good idea at the time food stuff and sex really shouldn't go together you're I mean, asking for infections yes i suppose you are that's how you get pink eye but, but you know, like impulse buys at the grocery store, you've bought groceries, vegetables, bread, eggs, I've never meats. impulse bought uh, edible underwear. People, no. But, just follow me here. So, like, you know, the grocery store, you come up and there's, like, the magazines that women like to buy. Yeah. And there's, like, candy bars. There's, like, a car magazine that men like to buy. And not to pigeonhole men. We also like magazines about trucks as well. But anyway, Or woodworking. Or woodworking. You know, all those, all those things. Uh, and women might like them, too. I'm not trying to gender hobby anyone. Those are impulse buys. So you're hungry, oh, I'll buy a protein bar, I'll buy a candy bar, I'll buy a bag of chippies. That's all impulse buy when you're buying food. But then when you're at the porn shop, uh, and I haven't been in a sex shop since I was 20, 19, 20, there was a dildo room. And myself and my friend did not care for it. We went in there by accident uh, on the advice of the proprietor, who thought it was very funny that we came running out of a dildo room. You know that, you know that moment in like Indiana Jones... When they're like, they're back to back and boom, and then like they're surrounded. It was like that. So we walked in, oh, we're in a, we're in a porn shop. The reason we went to a, a porn sex shop was because our friend's girlfriend, who was in a Maxim competition, said, would you guys come with me? I need to buy a new outfit, like a bikini outfit for the contest tomorrow. Would you, would you guys come help me? Yes. 
Yes, we will help you buy lingerie. We will definitely help. We can totally do that. We're awesome. We're we're good friends. <laughs> so anyway, so so we go there. We go to the back room. I'm like, where are we? My buddy's like, I don't know. I think we're in the dildo room. Oh god, that's a big one. Ah! And then we ran out. I was going to say this leads into number seven. Porn star sues over rear-end collision. (laughs) That one they did on purpose. Yes. Actually, most of these headlines, because newspaper people like to see what they can slip by the editor. Man beats off cougar with his bare hands. That one was not deliberate. Or, if it was, it was... uh, They could have said fights off cougar. They could have said fights off cougar. They said beats off cougar. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is from the UK, number five. A North Shore brothel has complained to the local council about plans to build a church in the same street. Fearing that it might bring around the wrong kind of people. (laughs) Parents keep kids home to protest school closure. Army vehicle disappears. An Australian army vehicle worth uh, 74 grand had gone missing after being painted with camouflage. Because the Australian outback, middle of nowhere, they parked it, and they don't know where they parked it. They parked it, got off, they did their maneuvers, and the guys couldn't find it again. That's some good camouflage. That's excellent. Well, Australia's big. The number one funny headline I found, tits bouncing back in warmer weather. (laughs) Which is just like uh, what they call small birds, like chickadees in England. Yeah. I like English things. All right, should we move it on? Yeah, please do. Uh, Thank you for listening. We're done. Thank you for listening. Uh, we don't care if you enjoyed our show. <laughs> but please subscribe and give us your money. Richard would like some new pants, and I do genuinely need a new computer to record podcasts. Goodbye, everybody. If you want to hear us have a middle-aged man talk about anything in particular, please leave us a comment and send us a message. And now I say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Richard wants to get going. His wife's at the door. All right, yes, everyone. Um... Uh-oh. <laughs> middle-aged man talk thank you so much for listening please check us out on patreon (laughs) woof